Let's move into the NFL. There, there's some. There was some news. There were some news. But right before we get into that, just a quick note: the Giants' staff was named for the East-West Shrine Bowl. That's nice. How about that? Nice. Some on hand, you know, recruiting maybe. That's. That a, I'll take any like advantage that. we can get in this weird, funky COVID off season no where doubt. you don't know how much information you can get. I think that's going to be extremely valuable. Yes. Agreed. So. But we're going to move on. The Jaguars signed Urban Meyer as their head coach. Just something to look out for. Justin Fields may land to the Jaguars. I think everybody thought that it was going to be Trevor Lawrence. And it's still very, way, still very could well be. may be. Um, again, most people have looked at him as the number one overall pick for the last couple of years now. They've yeah. been saying he's the man. But Fields is something but, interesting. You know, he recruited him absolutely. and might bring him to Jacksonville. Yep. And then who knows, maybe maybe Trevor's on the board at number two to whoever team that is. But before we go there, Interesting. before Interesting. we go there, this is a, a list of successful coaches that arrived from college football because okay. there's there's a lot that get brought in and it doesn't work out. Absolutely, it's, absolutely. You never know. Let's hear this list. Bill Walsh, three Super Bowls. Okay. Pete Carroll. One Super Bowl and counting. You mm-hmm. know, Seattle's dangerous. Yeah. They could get it any year. No doubt. Jimmy Johnson, a couple Super Bowls on his ring. There you go. Dick Vermeil, Super Bowl. That's right. Barry Switzer, Super Bowl. Although some would argue his Super Bowl really came from the building of Jimmy Johnson, but he did. He was the head coach at the time. So right, right. Just for, props. you know, black and white on the, Absolutely. On the paper. And uh, who coached the greatest comeback in Super Bowl, the greatest upset in Super Bowl history. Who would that be? Oh, are you talking... Oh, actually, I was actually thinking of... Uh, wait, oh, Coughlin coming from uh, Boston right. College. So let the record show that Coach addressed and recognized the 07 Giants as the greatest comeback <laughs> in Super Bowl history. Just... You know, needed well, that. You, you fell know. into You've activated my trap card, and now we've. But that you know, that Bill debate Parcells, from a couple episodes. Bill has Parcells been was also a college coach. I did not know that. And so was uh, Vince Lombardi. I believe they were both coaches at uh, West Point, if I'm not mistaken. Not head coaches, but right. they were on the staff. That's so. That's awesome. You know, I mean, again, you can definitely. I that makes a lot of sense with their very rigid structure. Right. That I can definitely see that coming from the Army Academy. Yeah. So uh, that I'm makes, sure that some makes of a lot of sense. Definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Now you know that that little team who acquired that second overall pick, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. a lot of fans might have been upset about that they, they started have. to win some games, but you know. They how find ironic, themselves. How ironic would it be that some Jets fans may have been upset that they won games, and now we just lost Trevor Lawrence? Are you kidding me? Who knows? And then maybe what they if didn't. he ends up at number two? Yeah. Wow. But they actually just signed 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala as their head coach. I think it's a phenomenal move. I said it on air a couple couple, couple shows ago, ago yeah, whatever yeah. it was. He brings the energy. Okay. I love it. I think he's he's a young guy. I like it. I like he's it. 41 years old. He turns 42 on January 31st. He's had four seasons as the 49ers defensive coordinator, 16 years of coaching experience, played tight end at Michigan. And this dude's first-generation American. He works hard, but he's very smart. He's very intellectual, which I think is going to be pretty big. Now, we have with us... Uh, Friend of the show, Jets fan, Steve Littman. Steve, would it be, would it be Jets super fan? I don't know. 
I, I'm not, yeah, well, I've, I've had some conversation with Steve. His loyalty has been shaken by this. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling him out, but. So what to say Jets fan. Jets fan, you know. <laughs> Steve, talk on behalf of Jets fans everywhere, some of whom holding on by a limb, you know. <laughs> how are how, how you feeling after this? First off, happy to be here on this great podcast. Happy to have you. Um, that is true. I mean, this season has been very frustrating to watch. You know, it's a lot of mix of emotions. There's a lot of waves that was going on. Beginning of the season, I was pretty upset. You know, I was excited for Sam Donald to come back for his third season. Um, you know, coming back after the whole mono situation the year before, he came back. He was 6-2. and two. Um, after that whole thing, so I'm like, okay, maybe something will happen. You're like, let me trust Adam Gates. Trust the process, bit. right? But trust the process, you know. And then we started to lose many of the games. I'm like, okay, I see Trevor Lawrence on Clemson doing well. Possibly, can we get him? And I know for me, I'm a huge Clemson fan. Um, I'm a huge Trevor Lawrence fan. So every week, I was praying to the football gods. About me possibly <laughs> drafting him. Um, every single week, I would post something on my Instagram, actually saying, "Like, please, like, let us draft him." And I would cut my Jets jersey. And now, all of a sudden, you got the LA Rams um, not playing like the LA Rams, more playing like the New York Jets in their <laughs> home stadium and losing to the New York Jets organization and. A lot of the fans, usually you'd be like, okay, that's great. We beat a really good team who's still in the playoffs. But no, everyone was really upset, and everyone's going against each other, saying, like, what do we do? Uh, we're conflicted. So, yeah. And then we won another game uh, against the Browns, in which they are also in the playoffs. So, you know. And beat the Steelers. I don't know. Yeah. And beat the Steelers. That's See, one thing true. I know yeah. about the football gods is they're just. They work in mysterious ways, and you don't always <laughs> see the vision right away. But they're just. And speaking as a Giants fan, you know, you you, you get your ups with the with the Super Bowls, you know, but you get your downs. You with, get your downs. You know, I think we had the worst record in the NFL entering the season the the past three years before the season started. Oof. Which is, you know... Jets are trying to take it away from them. And I'm for it, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, you brought up Sam Darnold. Peter Schrager actually yeah. thinks he, he's had a lot of conversations with Salah. He actually, Salah texted him after the follow-up interview that the Jets had. They brought him in twice. And Salah texted Schrager and said, I want the Jets job. So I think that says something, the fact that he wanted that job. He had a lot of interest from... Uh, the Chargers as well. And I think that, that that put a little bit of pressure on the Jets to get the deal done. But Schrags thinks that Darnold has a legitimate shot of being the Jets quarterback, given the coach and given the fact that they have the second overall pick. Now, Lawrence might be there. Fields might be there. You never know who's going to be there at two. It's all going to come down to the coaching staff and yeah. where they want to take this, what direction they want to go in. But I've got some figures here for Salah's defensive ranks as the 49ers defensive coordinator. The Niners defense in his years with them ranked 26th in both 2017 and 18, but was third, the third best defense in 2019 and the sixth best defense in 2020. 
Now these rankings are from Pro Football Focus. That's that shows significant improvement. Absolutely. And also, I think that shows Jets fans you're gonna have to be patient. That those those first first year, maybe second year, because they do need to build a foundation. There's yeah. there's zero foundation there right now. He's gonna have to gut it, and he's gonna have to build it from the bottom. Let me just touch on that. You know, most teams when they've hit that that point of what we'll call rock bottom. And I don't want to say the Jets are rock bottom, but... No, look. I think we're rock bottom. <laughs> I think we're there. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're at the Earth's Cross. You, you might be. You might be. And, I mean, look, let's hope it doesn't go any further south, right? Um, but, you know, when I think of um, teams like that who, you know, you have to have a plan, right? And clearly we do hope that the Giants are on that trajectory. Um, I often think about the Dallas Cowboys, who, again, you know, being a big blue and even a Jets supporter, you know, like being this New York area, not a Dallas fan, but I, I, I do respect Jimmy Johnson, and he went in and he cleaned house. You know, he had he had veterans that were there that he just said, look. Made that big trade. Oh, made the big trade and of Herschel and Walker. And but that set up that dynasty. Oh, absolutely. But also, I mean, just other guys that were there. Michael Irvin played for him Mm -hmm. in college. And then, you know, when Jimmy Johnson shows up, you know, Michael says, Coach, if you want a list of the guys who don't care if they win or lose, here's the list, you know. And and Jimmy was like, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You belong on the asthma field over there. Goodbye. You know, and just started getting rid of people until he built the team that he wanted. And his goal, I think he said, five years will win the Super Bowl. They did it in less. And so for Jets fans and Giants fans alike, you know, again, it is a process, you know. So hopefully Salah comes in and he's going to make some moves. And, they're, you know, some of them are going to upset people. And, you know, like the Herschel Walker deal, people thought he was out of his mind making yeah. that deal. But I mean, the happened. same can be said for uh, the Raiders trading Khalil Mack. Right. But they're trending up now. Sometimes it needs to be done. Yeah. But here we have the Robert Salah's 10 Lessons of Coaching. This is from the third annual quarterback coaching summit organized by the NFL and the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Lesson number one, ignore the noise, trust the process. Number two, do what you love and love what you do with enthusiasm and passion. Number three, this profession, speaking about coaching, is hard. Dominate the things you have control over. Number four, Ready versus prepared. There's a difference. Prepare for everything. Yes. Number five, the three most dangerous words. I got it. You must approach each day with humility to get better. Six, NFL is a precision league. Every detail matters. Seven, stay true to yourself. Be authentic. Eight, relationships matter. Seek accountability. Nine, put together the right team, create an identity. And 10, invest in your team, make everybody around you better. You know what I find interesting about that? These are, these are the 10 rules of coaching. Am I right? Is that what it was? In his opinion, right. yes. These are his, these are his 10. Those are a great 10 rules for life. Yeah. I mean, you go down that list and you can apply every single one of them to life lessons and yeah. life, life rules. And, uh, yeah, I love it. 
I love it. I think it's great. Niners, the Niners players came out, Richard Sherman and a bunch of others, as soon as the news broke, they were celebrating with him. They think that the Jets got the best coach available. I think that this was the best fit for them. So you feeling good about that, Steve? I do feel good about it. I think he's a strong leader. He's determined. <clears throat> I know he was also saying how he knows you can't have all Robert Salah uh, type of players, like coaches and stuff, personalities. Um, you need to have so many people with different mindsets and stuff. That's what makes a really good team. And I know also who he also brought over to the New York Jets is the offensive coordinator from the 49ers, Mike LaFleur who is Matt LaFleur's younger brother, yep. head coach of the Green Bay Packers. So I am also excited for that. Um, possibly, you know, I think Sam Donald should retain the QB spot. I know there is some miscommunication and mistrust with him and Adam Gase and the whole team. So and they might I have am, a battle. Yeah. They might draft one and, and keep Donald and not dish him out and have them battle. Yeah, That would be great, too. That's very true, but I think he's a strong leader, and um, I'm really excited for him to come in and hopefully change the team. And because uh, it is a tough division, I mean, you got Miami coming up, you got Buffalo right now, possibly Super Bowl winners, and then New England. You always got Bill Belichick knowing the Jets and understanding. Yeah, they won't football. be down for so, long. Yeah, New England. It's a tough division for that. Yeah, no doubt. And really. something, something to keep an eye out for. I've heard rumors that. Um, Deshaun Watson might be traded to Miami for to a tongue of Iowa and a couple picks. Not nothing concrete, but where there's smoke, there's fire. So Some we might rumor. there might be something. Now the 49ers actually get two third round picks because Sala is a minority assistant coach who was taken from their staff and hired as a head coach. So that's an incentive thing that the oh, NFL wow. has done. Yeah, so they're going to get one third round pick this year and one third round pick next year which is pretty awesome okay well, good for the Niners yeah good for solid good for the Jets you know good for everyone absolutely mm-hmm. now Steve entering this free agency yeah do you have a wish list that you'd like to see the Jets you know make make some moves on whether in draft or free agency are there some names that you'd like to come in or some that you'd like to get rid of clean house yeah, I mean, there. I have a couple players down here who I kind of want. Um, when it comes to the draft, now I'm thinking about it, I'll know if we're going to draft a quarterback or not. But who I want to draft probably first round for the second pick will probably be uh, Sewell, who is the offensive lineman from Oregon. He is a beast, um, mm-hmm. all-around player. and Best lineman in the draft, for sure. Yes, hands down. 330 pounds, um, just Samoan uh, god type player. So, and then I think also with that, with free agency, we got a couple players. Uh, my number one, Allen Robinson, would be great for the team. I know we probably we really need a number one wide receiver. We were having struggles with that. Our best guy last year, Braxton Berrios, and then you got Jamison Crowder too. I think Crowder is more of a number two type wide receiver. Mims was uh, also a good pick that they got. Mims is also good. I mean, he came back from injury. He's still young. I think he'll be a great receiver in the future. Uh, Y'all got Will Fuller from the Texans. He's also a free agent. Uh, Kevin Galloway. So there's a couple of names. So I think wide receivers are top guy. We definitely need to re-sign Marcus May, who is our best cornerback. Um, Used to be Jamal Adams until he went to Seattle. So definitely that's very crucial for the Jets to do. 
But I think Robert Sala is probably a great signing. They're comparing him to Joe Judge type of guy. Great leader. Um, yeah. yeah. They're saying he's the anti-Adam Gase. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough if you're um, Gase. <laughs> yeah. But to be honest, I love the um, the Joe Judge. They were saying with the Giants how coming in, they didn't think that they were going to uh, hire Joe Judge as the head coach going in. But well, no one knew who he was. Attitude. Yeah. No one knew who he was. They loved his attitude, his motivation. So I think both of them will be great coaches for the greatest market in sports. Yeah, I agree. Exciting times. Yeah, you talk about um, A-Rob, too, Allen Robinson. He's entering free agency. I would also like to see the Giants sign him. We'll see how the cap shakes out and who they Mm -hmm. can retain, who they can bring in. But he came out and said everything's on the table for free agency. So he's he's open to whatever comes his way. And there could be competition between Jets and Giants. They both really seem to need a number one receiver. Yeah. You know? We'll see if they get that either through the draft or whatnot. But the Jets Jets have two first-round picks. And a lot of needs. Yeah. yeah. So they will be filling. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Najee Harris ends up with the Jets. I'd be all right with that. I'd be so cool would. with that. Absolutely. I'd, I'd they get need a, it back. I'd get a green jersey for that. I mean, I think Frank Gore will be playing until 2055, so I don't see. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. He may be playing until the sun comes out. Yeah, he's not. Yeah. Well, he did come out and say that, but I don't see. He's not slowing down, so. We'll see. No, he's not. Never <laughs> aged either. So nah. He's definitely drinking something. Well, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you taking the time. Steve, thanks for joining us. No problem. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Remember, if you're not playing with the puck, keep playing with your balls. Stay safe, everybody.